1: Hi, everybody, welcome to or back to the Dennis Prager show. And I, uh, before I introduce my guest, which is, uh, I want to make sure he's on, first of all, that all is good. Ben, how are you on? I am. Okay, great. Okay. So forgive me, but I'm going to give a slightly lengthier introduction than you usually get. I will, of course, tell everybody who you are. But I want you to know, and I want... My, well, my listeners certainly would know this, but I want you to know that I respect you greatly for coming on. We differ uh, on the issue about which you wrote a book. and uh, But at the same time, you should know that uh, I have talked to many people I differ with, and I have never yelled at any of them. And uh, <laughs> more, more important... Uh, My motto on this show, and I've been doing this for over 30 years, uh, is I prefer clarity to agreement. So where where is it? It is wonderful to clarify where people differ. I have no desire Mm -hmm. to win. I want to clarify where we differ. So uh, in in that light, again, thank you for coming on. I listened, by the way, to uh, your entire interview with Charlie Sykes, so I... I wanted to get more background on you. The book that Ben Howe wrote is The Immoral Majority. The subtitle will tell you, of course, where he's coming from. Why Evangelicals Chose Political Power Over Christian Values. Ben Howe, I just might add, is a writer, producer, filmmaker, founder of the Howe H-O-W-E Creative, a video production company. He's appeared as a commentator on a number of the cable channels, and uh, again, by way of introduction, you you would you call yourself correct an evangelical Christian? Yes. And do, I do. And do you call yourself a conservative?
0: I do. Um, I have continued to call myself a conservative, but at times it has been interchangeable with conservatarian,
1: uh, which I'm sure you've heard. And, right, um, libertarian and yeah, conservative. right?
0: Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I'm. I, I guess uh, somebody called me a somebody without a we, so maybe that's what I am. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I tend to be somebody who personally holds conservative values, but uh, I don't. I don't like the idea of using government to make my values any type of law or policy or anything like that.
1: That's the libertarian streak in you.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, definitely right. But by the way before we start I just have to know was that Pirates of the Caribbean that was playing
1: Very claw- a lot of people think that because it they're both Hans Zimmer it's actually Gladiator Oh god man okay Don't be well, too hard on yourself it is a very common thing people uh, uh I mean look Hans Zimmer has a certain you know thematic element although he mm-hmm. many films he, he's one of the giants of composing Film music. Are you into film music?
0: Oh, I love, I love film music. Well, and, um, yeah, let me
1: tell you, as a classical that, music lover, that is the best music being written today.
0: Well, uh, the theme. Now that you've said it, I remember uh, he was getting the troops ready for war uh, in uh, at the very beginning of the film, and that was the music was. I think they were like on their horses, heading towards the battlefield. I, I, I love that score.
1: Yeah, no, um, it's a great score. Recognizing. The scene is not exactly as you described. They're actually getting prepared to listen to my show.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, man, yeah. You know, this not interview's a- gone way south already yeah. <laughs> because you've already schooled me on both what the piece was and how the scene went.
1: That's right. All right. Don't worry, though. It's, a, it not, it's not necessarily a harbinger. So let me, let me, let me ask you uh, a, f- a few things, which obviously are coming. I, look, let me just set the record straight. My listeners know this. I defend the evangelicals uh, uh, profoundly for their support of Donald Trump. I think it is a credit to them, to their Christianity, Uh, and uh, I say this uh, as a conservative, but I happen to be, uh, in my case, a religious Jew. So you should just know uh, where I'm coming from. Okay, so uh, you use the word hypocrite uh, with regard to uh, evangelicals who support Donald Trump. So here's, here's here's a toughie. But but a, but a okay. sincerely meant question: When uh, Christians who supported Stalin uh, in fighting uh-huh. Hitler were they hypocrites?
0: Were they hypocrites
1: for supporting Stalin? Yes,
0: they were hypocrites if the reason they were supporting Stalin was that they believed uh, it was a demonstration of their Christian values. Sure, if they if they believed for whatever reasons that Stalin would be a better leader. Uh, in that moment, and they were not claiming that it was, uh, you know, something divine taking place and that to not vote for him was to be a rejection of what God wants, then, yeah, I would say they were being hypocrites.
1: Hmm. I would think that a Christian, I wasn't alive then, and neither were you, but I would think that a Christian who had said at that time, uh, given what Hitler is doing... The most Christian thing we can do right now is to support anyone who is bringing him down, even an evil man like, like Stalin. I think that is a Christian thing to do.
0: So you're saying if, if, if balanced against Hitler, well, then it's not a hypocritical move because you're sort of choosing a
1: lesser of two evils? Not only, situations. no, it's, I would go beyond not hypocritical. It is a moral good to support the downfall of greater evil. Sure.
0: Uh, but what I'm trying to get at is you're establishing first that in order for this greater evil to be destroyed, you must then vote for this or support this other evil. I mean, that is one of 2 evils arguments.
1: Yes, correct. Um, I don't know. How how else do you get rid of evil?
0: Well, I mean, I would say from an evangelical's point of view, or at least the world that I grew up in, um, I'm sure you read up a little bit about You know, that my dad was a seminary professor, and Mm -hmm. so he um, kind of instilled a lot of these thoughts in me that came out in the book. Um, The problem for me is when we look at our placement in God's will as vital to the point that our movements are going to dictate God's success, and I don't think that they do or
1: will. So 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 are you a pacifist?
0: No, no, I'm not.
1: Wait, wait. so I I don't follow. Doesn't God want us to fight evil? Those of you who love God must fight evil. It's my favorite verse in the entire Bible. Sure.
0: So if you come up to an evil person and you want to deal with that evil person, are you suggesting that any action in stopping that evil person is automatically virtuous?
1: Well, I defend the dropping of the atom bomb on Japan. I defend, uh, I defend supporting Stalin and fighting Hitler. No. Depending I, yeah, I mean, so I get the, that, but what I'm okay, saying is, those, right, so. those
0: are right. Those are certainly individual things where you came to a decision based on the facts. But what I'm saying is, you're not. You wouldn't make the blanket statement that any action someone takes in the fight against evil is automatically ordained or in line with what god wants like what
1: i only know i only know that what i think god wants is that Mm -hmm. we fight evil so as to help the the human race which is suffering because of evil regimes Mm -hmm. and people so uh, i have to weigh in each case who i'm supporting yes and and uh, so I don't know. I don't so, know yeah, why. No, I don't why. disagree with that. All I right. don't. Dis,
0: I don't disagree at all.
1: I mean, we, okay, we so, are
0: tasked to fight evil. Okay, good. And, but uh, okay, but what I'm, right. what I'm yeah. is what I'm rejecting is the idea that because we are tasked with fighting evil, that that automatically necessitates that an action taken against evil was the right action. It doesn't necessarily right. Mean it is it is possible, right? Yes, there
1: there are, there are ways of going about fighting evil that would be wrong. Yeah. It was right. it was completely wrong for the the Red Army to rape all those German women. Right. Okay, so I right. so fine. All right, so, well, so I don't uh, again, know who we disagree with that. Uh, I mean, we like, may not. I, I, I told you I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. here for clarity. <laughs> so uh, all I'm saying is, when, when one of your bigger charges is that the evangelicals who support uh, Donald Trump are are hypocritical. The meaning that they preach. It is not merely their support of him, though. It is not the simple act of support.
0: I don't believe that somebody pulls a lever for Donald Trump to be president and automatically becomes a hypocrite. The book is laying out who I believe is being a hypocrite and how they're being hypocritical and how I think it is, too, it is a large problem in the movement and especially among the leadership. But those things have to do with the manner in which they do it.
1: Okay, good. So we'll, we'll find out what that means. I'm speaking with Ben Howe, author of The Immoral Majority, Why Evangelicals Chose Political Power Over Christian Values. I think they chose Christian Values. And that's where we differ. We'll be back in a moment the Dennis Prager Show. Many people own coins that have not performed as well as they'd expected. Some own coins that have done better than they expected. Or maybe you just want to cash out and do something else with the money. Markets change, and to understand the current value of your precious metals portfolio, you should get a new valuation. So I'd like to tell you about my friend, and he is, otherwise I never use that term, Nick Grovich. Became my friend because I so admire his honesty and integrity and knowledge of the coin world, of the gold world, the silver world. He's owner of Amphibus, Fed coin and bullion for over 40 years Nick has built a reputation for trust and honesty and his goal is to earn your business for life Nick won't push you to sell but when you're ready I believe he offers the best price trade and consignment deals compared to anyone right now Nick and the AmFed team are offering their exclusive coin performance review for free that's right free with a no pressure guarantee from Nick call Nick at 800-221-7694 that's 800 221 Hello, everybody. Welcome back or welcome to the Dennis Prager show. I have on um, author Ben Howe. H o w e. You and got me with that one, by the way. I don't
0: know. I don't know which uh,
1: tune that's from. That you just played. Oh, I see. I don't either. Uh, do you guys know these? <laughs> they choose the music. The only thing I chose. And I'm not even sure. I, I mean, I certainly said yes to was the opening theme, which I've had since nine eleven. I had Handel's uh, Handel concerto my years before that. Because that's my, my first love is classical music. I
0: was assuming the Gladiator music was
1: for me coming into... No, no, Canada. it was not. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i sorry. It's been on since 9-11, so that's a long, long uh, time. Because, I mean,
0: honestly, like, that's the music I hear in my head, like, even when I'm doing the smallest thing, is, you know, going into battle, so... Yep. I just kind of
1: figured you'll pick. No, that's up. fair. Yeah, yeah, no, it's totally fair for you to infer that. The book by Ben Howe is "The Immoral Majority: Why Evangelicals Chose Political Power Over Christian Values." Now, uh, and, and we differ, and I commend him for coming on. So let me uh, let me go back to our last point. So you're not saying it's hypocritical for an evangelical to vote for Donald Trump? Is that the last thing you said? I, I,
0: yeah, I well, what I'm saying is it doesn't need to be. And, in fact, if, if that was my point, if that was the point of the book, you're a hypocrite if you voted for Donald Trump, there was certainly no reason to dedicate 75,000 words to it. Um, that's a pretty short book. Uh, after he won the election in November of 2016, the first things that I said were along the lines of discussing the idea of a transactional presidency. Um,
1: what which, does that mean? I'm sorry. Mind, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I, forgive, I don't know what the word transactional means. Forgive me.
0: Well, a transactional in, in my mind, transactional means um, you are getting what you want out of this person, but he's also um, making some concessions as well, and it is an alliance as opposed to a marriage. I guess you could say, and um, there's probably a higher degree of calling balls and strikes than you would have in a more team centric presidency. Like George W. Bush, I think, presented more of a team centric presidency, whereas Trump, given how much trouble he had getting um, people to uh, be okay... Now, I mean, obviously there were huge portions that were fine with him from the get, but but there were other portions who were saying, this isn't who I wanted and so on, but I'm going to do it uh, you know, to fight Hillary and, and etc. The idea was we're going to treat this presidency less like a member of our team is here and more like it's somebody we need to keep an eye on and watch. And what I think has happened in the aftermath of that idea, which is what a lot of people said to me, uh, if he is a part of a team and a lot of the things that I was told they would have to hold their noses o- nose over or a lot of things that they didn't like or or things that they thought were even damaging, um, and in some cases detrimental, are being treated not that way. They're treated as refreshing and um please they're happy with these things and that's what i find
1: so you don't incredible. all right okay so I, I i i didn't want to interrupt you and i didn't so no, 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 i i want no no it's quite all right so i want to understand so again let's go from a to b a you're not saying that an evangelical christian who votes for donald trump is hypocritical he is not being untrue to his christian values is that correct
0: i'm i'm saying he doesn't have to be but i believe many
1: were right many were and, because they uh, yeah. shouldn't be celebrating him they should only be voting for him i'm just trying to understand right. in a nutshell yeah, yes? yeah, yeah absolutely okay in fact, i right
0: i start a chapter by saying if you wake up every day and you know put on your maga hat or whatever and and your your conscience is fully clear and you you're not you don't feel like you're making concessions, and the things you celebrate you believe with all your heart are in line with all of your principles as a christian i don't know what to say other than let's go have a pizza
1: but if, well, okay, what, well, nobody on earth is in line with uh, all of our highest values, so it's it's a, a sort of uh
0: no yeah you, you you've it, created a a, a, a straw
1: man here no, nobody no. i'm not i 'm not in line with all of my religious values no so, and I, i'm tra- but, but, but
0: but the issue with evangelicals is not simply that he 's not in line with their uh, with their specific principles, which I already established was okay in terms of a transactional presidency what i 'm saying is they have recast him. And if this is all in the book, so I'm not just, like, throwing this out there. They have recast him as a biblical figure, as a biblical presidency, as the greatest defender of our faith. And uh, so many of the missteps, mistakes, and deplorable things that he's done are described in refreshing language from okay big evangelical leader all right, leaders
1: all right. The- so you you raised a lot of issues here uh, I I thank God every day he's president and I don't think I'm violating my Torah principles and I am deeply committed to God and Torah I can't speak as an evangelical I'm not a Christian but the uh, I, I have great I, I am I am in sync with them on on virtually every value so I I, I, I I don't have a I don't have a problem with that I do thank God that he's president which leads to uh, two other questions for me immediately. First of all, what has he done? You said deplorable things. Tell me what he's done that's deplorable.
0: Over the course of his presidency?
1: Yeah. Or even well, even, pre, think, even pre-presidency. even pre That that you are so uh, deeply annoyed as a Christian with Christians who celebrate him because he's well, done so... You I said because think, he did I deplorable... Think
0: offering, th- I think you're offering the premise a little there like it doesn't have to be that for somebody, so for instance when when he um, was speaking to um, uh, the pollster from Fox News whose name I can't recall, uh, they were talking about the question of forgiveness and the question of redemption and so on and he was asked about this and he he basically said like i don't I don't really do that I don't really ask for forgiveness um, He was speaking in terms of being a churchgoer. But also in a way saying that he doesn't either doesn't understand or isn't concerned about a core tenet of Christianity, which could be fine. Every individual has their beliefs, and that's okay. But, for instance, Scott Lamb um, wrote a book called uh, The Faith of Donald Trump in where they made the case that his saying that proved something great about him that we should admire not pragmatically, not transactionally, but as a Christian, and they also made the case in the same book, and this is just one book, this isn't even getting into Jeffries or Falwell or any of the other guys who I can give you plenty of examples about, where they discussed the idea that he is comparable to King Cyrus as a prophetic figure, uh, and so any questions about his um, uh, rhetoric, uh, any questions about his way he treats people any questions about corruption or anything is cast aside in the same way we would with osiris where we're saying it doesn't matter who he is he's fulfilling an objective from god okay something i vehemently object
1: to i get you okay we'll continue in a moment ben howe is my guest the author of the immoral majority why evangelicals chose political power over christian values back in a moment the dennis prager show Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here, and my, my guest is Ben Hal, who has written a book, just published, The Immoral Majority, Why Evangelicals Chose Political Show Power Over Christian Values. We obviously differ, and I <laughs> deeply appreciate his coming on. So there are two, two matters right now that uh, we're attending to. One is, you mentioned that he's done deplorable things, and uh, I still... Um, I, I still don't know what they are. They 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 sound well, uh, th- I, that that he said something that you object to theologically is not in the realm of deplorable. No, in my and opinion. I,
0: and and I I think part of the problem here is that you're trying to reconcile my concerns about Donald Trump. The book is about the evangelical movement, and in fact, it's a lot of it is about the decades leading up to Trump, I don't think of Trump as some sort of, um, you know, bell, well, he's a bellwether moment, but I I don't think of him as the problem with evangelicalism. What I think the problem with evangelicalism is, is that they went to Washington. I mean, they've been around forever. They were involved in prohibition. They've been involved in um, trying to bring a sense of morality to government a long time and in the late 70s they came with Falwell and the moral majority and in the 90s they fought against clinton um and a lot of their uh, biblical teachings were used in the pushback on questions of clinton's character and at this point and especially with this presidency in recent years the issue is how they defend him in a way that is uh the same as you or i or anyone else may have spun something in a spin room um, regarding completely secular issues uh, after a debate or something. They use the Bible to spin things about him to ensure that there is a partisanship involved with faith. And I think that is detrimental to my understanding of what Jesus died for, and I think it's exclusionary. And I think it harms. Who, who does
1: it exclude? The idea
0: of reaching out.
1: Whom does it exclude?
0: Mm-hmm. It ex- well, the idea of Christianity is to um, try to bring people in to Christianity. I mean, that's the whole concept,
1: right? right but but if you bring, you bring people in to something that stands for something. I mean, mm-hmm. the so if, if it's not calling yourself a Christian guess, doesn't doesn't mean anything I mean unfortunately well, there were too many people is, in Germany who called themselves Christians who did nothing good. so the right, but all right so let, all right the, let, 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 the, let me the problem, all right the so problem? no I don't okay so let me just say I think this might help clarify a little bit or at least it, it won't mollify you, but it might clarify. Uh, I believe Donald Trump saved the United States of America being elected. I was totally opposed to him among all the candidates. I wrote it in National Review, town hall. My radio show, I have a very big voice. He was my last choice. However, I said, if he's nominated, I will support him because the Democrats and the left are destroying the United States as I understand it. They're destroying Western civilization as I understand it. Therefore, even my last choice is better than their first choice. It turned out that he was great. Not merely a crappy choice. He was great. His victory was one of the happiest moments in this God loving, Bible loving, America loving man's life.
0: Well, okay. I have a couple of questions then. Um, even from a just a because I was in Republican politics for years before all of this. And I mean not as not not as long as you, but I was you know, for the for my life it was a long time. And even from a general view of a Republican presidency, I struggle to see What's exceptional beyond how he's willing to fight, for instance, the press, the media, how he's willing to talk to Democrats and so on, like the way that he fights people rhetorically or how he speaks directly to people through Twitter, those things are exceptional and unique to him. But in terms of his, uh, you know, let's take judges, for example, you know, he's coming close to 200 judges, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in his first term, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, George H.W. Bush got something like 185.
1: Yeah, George H.W. Bush uh, gave us suitor.
0: Well, okay, we can talk about the quality of those people if you want. Yes, but what yes is, Well, that, that is in, what in, I terms, want. Yes. In terms of the numbers, in the terms of the numbers,
1: um, right? So he's been a per, so he, so from a conservative he's Republican. Been
0: a, he's, he, he's been he's been he, he's a. Been, there's nothing that he's done. Uh, That is so exceptional for the Republican uh, president. Well, there's oh, I beyond
1: beyond. All right, that's where it's another area where we differ. I just got to take a break. Forgive me. The immoral majority by Ben Howe is the book. (music) Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at my pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton and they come with the MyPillow sixty day money back guarantee. Six piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly a hundred nine ninety nine, now thirty nine ninety nine. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the towels by entering the promo code PRAGER or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials mypillow.com promo code PRAGER Ben Howe is a, an evangelical Christian who was written, The Immoral Majority, Why Evangelicals Chose Political Power Over Christian Values. So uh, you, you have described him as uh, the last, at least when we had to take a break, uh, you were describing the president as essentially uh, doing what any uh, normal Republican uh, president would do, that he hasn't done anything exceptional.
0: Well, wait. No, uh, he has some exceptional qualities. I mentioned those. No,
1: no, 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 no. I don't care about his qualities. I care about what he's done. So, well,
0: uh, but th- that that uh, is an accomplishment in the world of Republican politics. It is quite an accomplishment. All right. So, all
1: right. So, wait. Among you, wait, Republicans, all right, You he went did back w- on the media. So wait. You you didn't. I, I don't want to catch you. I just. I thought you said he was not exceptional as a president in terms of Republican conservative values. No,
0: I said he was not an exceptional president in terms of his Republican policies, but I think that he definitely has. I've described him as a two-term talent president. Um, and and also, I feel like I need to point out, um, I address even in the book this very notion of the good that is done or the policies that I like. I am not one of those people that tries to find a way to spin something I like uh, as bad because I tribally or whatever oppose the person. so if he cuts taxes and I like tax cuts, which I do, I don't go out and say this president is cutting taxes for the wealthy because I don't believe that's
1: what he did. Did you like that he really, did you like that he got out of the Iran agreement?
0: I like that he got out of the Iran agreement, sure
1: do you did you and I also
0: okay. liked I also like that he had the two for one. Regulation cuts, which he's even exceeded.
1: Did you like? Um, okay. And, did you Did you like the, the fact that he moved the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem? Yeah, it's about time. These are pretty big things that you like about what he's done. Why, why would you be so critical of the people who are fellow Christians who celebrate all the good he has done? Don't religious people because the celebrate way they
0: celebrate good? the good that he has done? Yeah, is to combine faith. Look. The idea that a lot of people have about my book who haven't read it is that I'm saying people who pull the lever for Donald Trump are um, hypocrites and sinners. But what I'm objecting to is the notion that people who don't pull the lever for Trump or people who oppose him are cast as the sinners and the hypocrites. Because that is what a lot of people like me who did not pull – and I did not pull the lever for Hillary either – But a lot of the people who uh, criticize me say that I am on the opposing end of stopping evil, much like your Stalin versus Hitler example. The stakes are raised to that level, and it is described to me that by not supporting Trump, I'm doing something to the equivalent of ignoring the threat of Hitler.
1: Uh, well, I don't, think anybody, I, I don't think anybody said that no, to you, I, and I, I certainly I mean, didn't. I, I, but I, I, well, I will say, I'll go on record as saying that the left poses an existential threat to America and the West. Not liberals, but the left. And the Democratic Party is indistinguishable at this time from the left. I was a Democrat until uh, Ronald Reagan's time. Uh, I, okay. I grew up quintessentially Jewish in New York as a liberal Jew, Democrat. And so I, I I get it, but then it was a liberal party. But, uh, so wait okay, wait. But I, so a, I, as a matter of space. no no let me faith. let me let me just say because I, I, and I feel bad, uh, but I I just this is really important. I this is tell me where you differ from what I'm about to say. Whenever I have talked to people who are, are Republicans who have your position, uh, whether uh, my my good friend Brett Stephens at the New York Times or or George Will. Uh, both of whom have done videos for, for my Prager University v- video uh, site, so I, 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 I get it. And this is, this is what it comes down to. And you wrote this. You actually said this in The Atlantic. The idea of a culture war has to die. There's cultural forces that oppose each other. I won't deny that. But when this dynamic is described as a war, it invites a battlefield mentality that a separate set of morals apply when you're facing your enemy. I do believe, I believe it's not a culture war, it is deeper. I believe it's a civil war. I believe if the left wins, it uh, it is over for the West and America. Everything I value, the left loathes. Uh, God and country, they have contempt for. E pluribus unum, they have multiculturalism. Instead of, in God we trust, they have a godless uh, a dream I- for them. I- instead of... Uh, of um a liberty, they believe in equality. They they are a French revolution, not American revolution. This is the battle for the soul of the country. We would have lost it if 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 Donald Trump did not win the election. That's a big deal to those of us who have those views. Sure. But I you know to go back to the very beginning of
0: our uh debate here, what we established at the outset, I think was that the, the knowledge that a force has to be overcome or an evil has to be destroyed is not a pass for any and all behaviors in support of that. And so my issue is when you combine faith with partisanship and put the religion itself and the ideals that animate it, which is not about politics, into the campaign cycle where we must fulfill God's will or the entire country is going to explode because we've got two years left before the next campaign. That is just a tiny God you're describing that I don't
1: believe in. I believe in a God who cares about politics. I don't even understand. What is the difference between politics and morality? Politics. Wait, wait, wait. Just That's tell true. me. I don't whenever the word is used, I never understand it. Why, why aren't all of these issues moral issues? The Iran deal is a moral issue. The Israel thing is a moral issue. Abortion is a moral issue. Judges is a moral issue. Why do you call them politics? Uh, look,
0: there's no question that somebody's personal religious values are going to instruct them when they are in the voting booth. And I don't dispute that in any way. That is not the same as aligning an entire faith with a partisan position which puts that space in okay, the
1: Okay, tell me what partisan means when we come back. Thank you. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Well, time flies when you're having fun. And so, given that we don't have much time, why don't you take the last word, Ben Howe, and it was author of The Immoral Majority. Go ahead. Uh,
0: I think that the basic premise that people struggle with here is that I am talking about... The problems of associating faith with partisanship in a way that ensures that victory requires that evangelical support Mm -hmm. and that in return, there is a devotion offered to that party that can create the exact problems I identify in the book, which is the shaping and shifting of dogmatic law and religious beliefs and values and everything else in an effort to win. Because the ideas that you're talking about, which I've definitely dealt with a lot, is that the ends justify the means, and I don't think they do. And I think that we're instructed um, a different way than that by the gospel. But I will. I, I do also have to say, and this could be a very ex- extremely unpopular opinion: your bumper music is way better than your hold music.
1: <laughs> Nobody hears the hold music. Only only the people <laughs> on the line. That's that's I I'll, I'll agree to that. We see we do finally agree on something. That's right. Anyway, listen. I actually I,
0: really enjoyed this discussion, and I enjoy being challenged on it, and I had fun. Good. I feel like it was a very respectful uh, conversation. I, I totally.
1: And I don't. Good. I'm glad you feel that way, and it's true. So thank you for coming on. The book is "The Immoral Majority: Why Evangelicals Chose Political Power Over Christian Values." Ben Howe is the author. And to Kendra, Mike, and Joe, and Bob, and Robert, and Aaron, and Kyle, and Jack, boy would I have loved to have heard you. You have no idea because so many of you uh, want to say what, uh, of course, uh, resonates with me and I get it. I just want to say uh, that uh, my view is obviously different on on every level. I believe evangelical Christians who have supported the president have brought uh, credit to their faith. Fighting in this world for what is right, and fighting to sustain America, and in God we trust, e pluribus unum, and liberty. Uh, that's that's what the founders fought for. I get, you know, that's what I think Jefferson wrote about: inalienable rights coming from our Creator. The left doesn't believe we have rights from our Creator; they believe we have rights from them. If that's not a religious battle, I don't know what is. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain Free Studio.